0: hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of vendo velocity we hope that you all had a great thanksgiving week i know it was pretty hectic on the vendo side of the business um but really excited to have michael smith here our vp of walmart omni channel just to recap what a lot of last week as many have um as it's been coined as cyber week Um, how that has worked and how really walmart.com and amazon.com from a deal standpoint have fared over the past week or so and what we have to look forward to in the next week. So we'll be sharing some great insights as it pertains to just e-commerce as a whole. And then we'll dive into Walmart and Amazon specifically with some strategic insights. But Before I do that, I'd love to introduce Michael, who has been on one of the first probably Vendo Velocity podcasts we had here all the way back in April, but haven't had the privilege of having him back since then. Um, So Michael, it's always a pleasure, but if you can just give everyone a breakdown of your role here at Vendo, um, how long you've been here and um, really what you do.
1: Yeah, so excited to be back. Um, So I lead the Walmart.com team. um, So everything, both 1P, 3P channels, um, and I'm in Arkansas. So right down the street from Walmart um, and just make sure we sell, sell all the products on Walmart.com. Um, and I'm excited to talk about uh, basically all things holiday. Walmart now calls it annual event. So you hear me say that quite a bit. Um, it used to be called Black Friday. But now, as we'll talk about it, it's now expanded into almost the total month of November which will be one of the trends that we talk about. I've been with Vendo now three years, um, have about eight years of experience in the, the digital sales side of things um, and in the CPG industry for about 15 years. So excited to talk about uh, annual event, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, all the digital things.
0: There we go. Well, before we hop into Walmart and Amazon specifically, we did just want to give our viewers here a recap of how Cyber Weekend performs. So Numerator does a really great job of summarizing um, some statistics as far as the week in its entirety. So as far as the day shop, I'd say this is one of the larger trends that we saw a shift in from a year-over-year standpoint because as far as vendo goes last year we saw cyber monday was actually a much bigger day on platform um, Than Black Friday, and what was reported this time around, as far as the percentage of Cyber Weekend shoppers, were that 89% of them actually shopped on Friday, compared to Cyber Monday was closer to 45%. Um, so it seems like a lot of the deals specifically that went live sooner, both for Walmart and Amazon pushed up a lot of the shopping periods for um, a lot of these consumers. So that was one of the bigger trends there was that Saturday, um, which a lot of people will coin as a small business Saturday, actually matched Monday in that 40% of Cyber Weekend shoppers were either uh, Saturday or Monday, where 89% of them really shopped on Friday. So Michael, if you could just dive into a little bit of um, how the deals were structured this year, for walmart.com. I know as you had alluded to, they did start earlier, but um, what are your thoughts on that overall?
1: Yeah, I think they continued the trend from last year. What we saw last year is Walmart really started almost the first week of November. Um, so what we saw as a kickoff on, I think it was November 8th. Um, so Walmart launched first on online um, November 8th. So you got a two-day head start on in-store shopping. Um, and actually, Walmart Plus members got a head start on everybody else, so they got to actually got first dibs on all the products on November eighth. So they got a head start a few hours ahead of everybody else. And we actually saw quite a few people shopping. Um, there were a few of our brands that that sold you know tens of thousands of products just to Walmart Plus shoppers um, in that first that first set of uh, deals um, on November eighth. So on that Wednesday, deals opened up. So they had two days to shop early before deals went live in stores. Um, And then those opened up for the Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Then Walmart went dark on deals for two weeks. Um, And then they opened back up the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. So again, they did the same thing on the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Um, They opened up cyber deals online only to Walmart plus shoppers. And they ran those deals through Friday, which again, as you mentioned, Uh, Friday, they opened in-stores and they ran those through Cyber Monday. So they really had two main events there on November 8th. And then uh, it was the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. And they started online first, then in-store on Friday. And then it kind of ran through until they didn't have product anymore.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And Jacob May was on the uh, podcast last week and he's on Michael's team here. But he was giving us a glimpse of on Walmart, um, both in-store and online, the deals weren't the same. Um, which is, I think, a lot of what caused some of the um, impulsivity from a consumer standpoint, because consumers were always looking at new deals on the Walmart side of the business. Whereas on Amazon, uh, deals started on the 20th for the three piece side of the business. But And it was an eight day deal going through Cyber Monday. But for the one piece side of the business, they got an 11 day offering. So, again, um, these different retailers definitely extending their deal periods. And then at the same time, what we're looking at um, is that they are competing with each other over pricing. But the assortment does differ there. So as far as spending goes, we'll talk about that a little bit because, of course, with this year and the macro economy as a whole, everyone was curious as far as what would happen in Q4 as it pertains to consumer spending. So 44% of shoppers said that they spent the same as they did last year. 37%, however, said that they spent less, while only 19% said that they spent more. So, Michael, it does seem like overall, of course, this deal period is critical um, and offering longer deals is going to be very important. But what do you think overall, as far as those spending statistics go, um, do you expect to continue to see that into December where um, people really hold their wallets for these larger deals or um, will consumer spending start to ramp up?
1: No, I, I, I see the same thing. I actually had some notes around this. As, as we work across every department at Walmart, what we saw is people were absolutely spending on the deals. And we saw a decline across other categories that were really their, their non-discretionary. So um, their, their beauty products and stuff where they weren't seeing deals, they may have pushed that down the road and, and not bought those products. And they bought the air fryer that was on, on deal for you know $50 or whatever. Um, and we saw a slight decline week over week on the other products that were their everyday products. So you definitely saw the shift in the wallet. So they, they may have spent the same amount of money week over week, but they went after the deals. So it's it definitely they don't have an increase in the amount that they spent, uh, but they spent it on the deals. So I definitely think we're going to see that trend continue. Um, and they're definitely you know, spear spearfishing those deals. And they're, they're actually pulling back on their everyday spending.
0: Absolutely. And just to tie into what Michael's saying, too, um, Numerator was also asking what extent have these rising prices impacted holiday gift shopping? And 35 percent said that significantly um, these rising prices have impacted them, while 37 percent said somewhat and 22 percent said slightly. So that's obviously a huge sum of people there that said that these prices um these rising prices have impacted them overall. So that makes the deals all the more intriguing there. Um, But instead of harping on these rising prices, let's go to the headline for Walmart in which Walmart is breaking records and Walmart Marketplace has delivered the biggest sales day ever for, uh, for sellers through Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Michael, this is huge um, for Walmart Marketplace, and we know how much um, this has really taken off as a platform and how everyone needs to be selling if they're not already on Walmart Marketplace. But go into some of those other statistics. Why did Walmart Marketplace really crush it this year?
1: Yeah, Walmart has really pushed their Marketplace, which is where, you know, sellers or suppliers sell directly to uh, the Walmart shopper. Um, So it gives an opportunity for anybody to be a retailer on Walmart.com. Um, Some of the statistics we saw are peak orders per minute jumped four times versus uh, all time highs on Black Friday. As you mentioned, like Black Friday was tended to be the day they went after. Um, Those that use Walmart fulfillment services so they could actually ship to the Walmart warehouse to get two day shipping. They saw the four highest volume days ever over this period of time. So not just one day did it all. There were four highest days ever. And they were, they were running deals from like 20 to 40% off. And Walmart was featuring these deals quite a bit across the page uh, because you didn't have to compete with the in-store pricing. You didn't have to change. These are just prices that were online. And again, Walmart was featuring these deals um, as well. So it really drove traffic. Um, just for example, we saw lifts of anywhere from 100% week over week all the way up to 4,000% week over week. And it really, I mean, it was really a game changer because the sellers got to decide what percent off they wanted to really drive. Um, and we saw deals that were, you know, upwards of 50% off on key items, um, in within the world out there. Um, and it was everything from toys to electronics to small appliances, you you name it. And it was out there and it's really what Walmart has pushed. And it, it really appears that Walmart, that, that the shoppers buying something from Walmart from a trusted source, um, because you have that Walmart plus badge because you get the two day shipping. And this is really what Walmart is trying to build is that customer trust and loyalty. And it's gone a long way in, in building the marketplace side of things.
0: Absolutely. No, that's a great point. And I also liked how Walmart marketplace um, had those call outs around small and medium sized businesses that around 40% of Walmart marketplace orders um, included an item from a smaller medium sized business. So, that's, I think, a lot of the misconception around Mar- Walmart Marketplace is that if you're not big enough, you're just not going to be visible. But Michael, what are we starting to see on the platform overall as far as the the diversity of sellers that are able to compete there?
1: Yeah, it's, it's definitely become easier. Um, they're definitely reducing their rates uh, across the board. They're trying to compete with Amazon, um, Amazon's model out there as I mentioned, Walmart fulfillment services become easier for people to participate in. Their commission rates have become more reasonable for people to participate in. Um, we're seeing, like um, as I mentioned, people across all, all departments uh, to go out there. And we're also seeing as an opportunity to audition to, to go into stores. So people are willing to try out. Um, we were at the Marketplace Summit a couple months ago, and Solo Stove was an example of one that started on marketplace and now got POs to go in store so people are using that as a as a train of thought of hey there's an opportunity if i if i succeed on marketplace there's a chance i can become an in-store player and really you know become a multimillionaire um overnight basically
0: yeah, no, that, that's amazing for some of these smaller sellers as well. But I think the thing that really stood out to us, Michael, was just the level of investment and awareness that Correct. Walmart decided this time around to build um, for this annual event. So can you go a little bit into yeah. some of Walmart's marketing tactics and how that probably helped to gain some visibility and counter some of their larger competitors' efforts to um, take market share during this time period?
1: For sure. Like, as we were mentioning before we got on this, Walmart invested a ton in marketing. They haven't done this as much in the past. And if you know anything about Mean Girls, uh, you would have seen this pop up uh, both on TV and on social. And Walmart has a, a decent Instagram uh, following. They have 3 million followers. Um, but Lindsay Lohan has 14 million followers. Um, so they actually you know, targeted specifically the millennial shopper by kind of Throwing back to the nostalgia of, of Mean Girls, um, and they had a ton, a ton of uh, credit out there. I guess almost street cred uh, by going after these millennial shoppers who are now the household. Um, they 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 own the households out there, um, and it is their target audience. It's the biggest shopping group in the in the world, um, and they traded the burn book for the deal book, as they <laughs> mentioned, and and they got a ton of engagement. The typical engagement on a on a Walmart post is anywhere from a thousand to, to forty thousand the engagement on lindsay lohan's post was a million wow um, so just like that they were able to do this and they had multiple multiple posts and it really did target specifically that millennial shopper who's now the mom or the dad the head of household and it got the kids involved too now as there's a mean girls uh sequel or, or reboot that's coming up and it just showed that walmart was willing to invest and create kind of this nostalgia, almost this Harry Potter effect, as well um, to create the buzz. Um, we don't know yet, you know, the total results of everything, but it created a ton of buzz out there that people are talking about. Uh, the marketing behind it. it, it drew attention to the sales to the event. Um, I will say it created customer buzz. A lot of the products that were featured sold out within days, almost sold out before they were in stores. Um, in many cases. Um, so it was it was pretty amazing to see what they put because Walmart marketing's not known for really spending mm-hmm. behind us and going after uh, specific shoppers and and being successful.
0: That yeah, that's incredible. And I have a question on that, Michael, because I'm not as familiar with it. But for this deals book was. Was it just general a deals book, or were there like specific opportunities for brands to be featured in? in it was it book?
1: was actual brand. They put actual brands and prices. They put the actual products and prices on TV on Instagram and put. I everything wonder how on much that
0: costs to be included <laughs> in that.
1: <laughs> Good question, and and I will tell you there there were a few brands that we know that sold hundreds of thousands of items within a couple of days.
0: That so yeah, amazing. That's insane. that's insane. That's that's incredible for Walmart. Yeah. Shifting gears here, and we'll be sure to add some Walmart insights as we go along. But Amazon, as well, um, another big headline. But they said that online Black Friday shopping sales came in at $9.8 billion. um, And that was. 7.5% increase from the total Black Friday online shoppers that they had had um, in 2022, according to Adobe Analytics. So um, continuing to see increases here across the board on the Amazon side of the business. Purchases of electronics specifically, um, as we saw a lot of electronics being pushed on the deals page um, on the homepage of amazon.com. And that is one of their larger categories always. Um, during this T5, T11 period. But electronic sales specifically climbed 152% from their daily averages in October. So all things from smartwatches, TVs, audio equipment, etc. cetera. Um, but I think one of the bigger headlines also coming out of... Um, Black Friday, Cyber Monday was that this record setting sales day came despite all of the strikes happening by Amazon employees that um, they're demanding safer work and better pay at their facilities all around the globe as part of the Amazon pay strike. So this is another thing that we're keeping a very close eye on because it is impacting sales in the December time period, most notably because of the fact that Um, Now, if you're purchasing an FBA product, you might have bought that on Black Friday, but you still haven't received it. So Amazon typically has a two day promise window, two day delivery. That's why you're a prime customer. But due to some of these walkouts and some of the backlogs at the FCs, we're seeing that FBA delivery times can be even a week long. Um, So This is something that we're keeping a close eye on because from a three-piece standpoint, we know that we can set up fulfilled by merchant listings and maybe ship to the customer a bit quicker. This might eat into your overall margins, but if it is something where you're not paying as much for shipping, it's definitely something that you might want to explore to improve your conversion rates versus the rest of the market. So, Michael, that's kind of where I wanted to segue this to you because Walmart has the benefit of leaning on their stores during this time and online pickup and delivery. So that's not going to have as large of an impact. But um, are you seeing this at all with delayed delivery windows or has that not hit you yet?
1: No, I, I will tell you, we actually saw the opposite. A lot of the deals, and I can tell you this anecdotally because I actually made a purchase and we saw a lot of the deals. They were delivering from the stores the next day. So within one day shipping. Um, so we actually seen a lot them absolutely utilizing the stores. Um, and I think that's why they were trying to do it earlier is so they didn't have all of it bundled into one or a couple days. Um, and that's why they ran a lot of the deals earlier. So they could actually, I guess, not combine everything into one. Um, and by separating it all out, it's not all falling into one area. So we we seen. I will say we've seen a little bit of delays, but they it being spread out across the board and coming out of stores does kind of hedge that a little bit.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's a huge advantage that Walmart has for sure. Um, for Amazon, same-day delivery is available to customers in more, more than 90 US metro areas. So we know that Amazon has really mastered their shipping and logistics, but obviously not the best time of the year for a strike like this to happen globally. I think it definitely impacted uh, the UK more than it has stateside, but we're still feeling that impact here now. Um, from a marketing standpoint, I know Michael had talked about Lindsay Lohan on the Walmart side, um, but I think the big Amazon callout was Prime Video streamed their first ever Black Friday NFL game between the New York Jets and the Miami Dolphins. Now, they probably should have chosen someone other than the Jets to play on Black Friday to get a bit more viewership, but this was still a huge marketing play um, for Amazon. It ended up being their second lowest streamed game of the year. So, um, of course, from an awareness standpoint, you're still pushing Prime Video, but weren't as many um, viewers on that game than their typical Thursday night football games. Um, But, Michael, what are your overall thoughts on that? Of course, Amazon has a bit of the upper hand in terms of um, Amazon Prime Video. Um, Were you watching that game? Do you think that overall that has an impact there?
1: Yeah, I, I unfortunately wasn't watching the game. I was watching the Razorback game because I'm a big, <laughs> big, big hog fan. But no, I did I did hear a lot of good things about it. Um, and I know the ease of shopping. And I've seen I'm also a Prime member, so I've seen how easy it is to click through, seen how easy they're now making shopping directly from watching Amazon Prime Prime TV shows and being able to, you know, get discounts if you're just clicking or or send me an email, say Alexa, send me something quickly. Um, and I also see Walmart also focused on they have the Walmart cam they're sponsoring in the NFL because I know right. NFL is a big, a big pusher of, of products. So I do think it's going to be a big play in the future um, of, of streaming, streaming sports and being able to buy directly from this. Yep. Um, so absolutely think it's the right play. Um, and I think it'll be a big push in the future.
0: Absolutely. I mean, one of the bigger um, announcements that Amazon Accelerate was streaming TV of course, um, now coming to the platform. So with streaming TV and um, football, of course, lots of capabilities there. Another thing that people often ask about are uh, is Buy With Prime. Buy With Prime is another initiative that has started to become um, more adopted by a lot of sellers. And Amazon reported that there was a 300% jump in units purchased over the comparable period in October. So it seems as if on uh, D2C websites, of course, with that Prime shipping. Um, We're seeing increases in conversion rates and really sellers utilizing that. So um, if you do have your own store on Shopify, that's something that you may want to look into. Um, Not necessarily and definitely not a replacement from Amazon. We definitely see that a buy on Amazon button actually would be better than buy with Prime specifically. But they are starting to lean into that program with more marketing initiatives there. Um, the last thing I wanted to talk about here on the Amazon and Walmart side is really returns. Um, and I think that that's a big pain point for a lot of sellers, mainly because we do see returns start to spike um, after these Black Friday, Cyber Monday periods. Um, and so what Amazon did is that they extend extended their standard returns window to January 31st of 2024 for most items purchased within um, this holiday period. So it gives consumers a little bit more time um, to return there. Michael, how do returns work on the Walmart side of the business? Um, and really, what advice would you give to sellers as far as um, mitigating these returns?
1: Yeah, that's that's typically what Walmart is as well. Um, and they've expanded on the marketplace side where a lot of times you can return to store as well to try to create that ease of, of customer loyalty. Um the the marketplace seller can usually decide how they want returns, but the customer usually wants to return it to the store to make it easy. Um, I would say having good products with good reviews um, will reduce it. Not introducing brand new products that have never been out there will help reduce it. Um, we've seen we've seen similar things on the Walmart side, um, but it is it is about having great products um, out there and not overselling them. Um, having the right PDP content. Cause we've seen where you try to set up things too fast and you have the wrong PDP content and, and you, you set something up with the wrong stuff. And someone literally says, Hey, I, I wanted a, a thousand watt oven and not a hundred watt oven or something. And, and they're, they, they take it back. Um, so those are the types of things that we see. Um, but it's, it's really, it's really around those types of things. Uh, but like I said, Walmart takes pretty much everything back until the end of January as well. Um, but having good products and usually those those reviews and products go hand in hand. Right. So um, that's that's what I would lean on.
0: Absolutely. And I I do love how both Walmart and Amazon lean more heavily on the gifting aspect of things. So obviously, on the Walmart side, wish lists and being able to heart items to add to your wish list like Jacob talked about last week. And then on the Amazon side, them having a purple, um, most giftable badge, this kind of separates you from just that red Black Friday, Sever Monday badge that the rest of the um, brand selling may have. So that um, definitely helps with click-through and conversion there. But Michael and I will just, to end this podcast, rattle off a few strategic insights as far as how brands and sellers overall um, can be um, well-prepared for next year's holiday, but also holiday is far from over. So (laughs) for the rest of December as well. So a few learnings on the Amazon side of the business first. Um, The bigger one, I would say that there's definitely a crossover for is to have a strong pricing strategy if you sell across multiple retailers. Um, Our friends at Target definitely released their deals earlier than Amazon. And what we saw was that if sellers are selling on Target, even if it is at that same price, um, if their deals went live on Sunday, but the Amazon deals didn't go live until Monday, then buy boxes across the board are going to get suppressed on Amazon All your headline search ads are just not going to show up because your buy box is suppressed. So you really have to be aware of when you're starting these discounts, how steep you're running them as well. And of course, if you don't have that Black Friday, Cyber Monday deal badge, that's going to have an impact on your overall conversion rate. So you want to eliminate um, any risk of losing that buy box, but also losing that Black Friday, Cyber Monday deal badge. And that's where I wanted to turn it to you, Michael, as far as are we seeing Walmart marketplace take um, stronger price action in that sense in regards to matching other retailers or has that not developed as much yet?
1: it's It's not as bad um, as as because they own their own price. We're not seeing them chase as much. Uh, for the most part, a lot of times they set up marketplace so they don't have to chase. Um, but I will I just want to echo your your other thing is setting up exclusive items during the holidays is one of one of the strategies that I would recommend. Those are the ones that we see do really well. Then you don't have to worry about price matching. Um, yep. Whether that's an exclusive color, exclusive size, um, is it is it a bundle of some sort? Um, that's one way to hedge against against um, some of the price matching. Um, it needs to be something a little bit different that actually shows some sort of value as well. Um, don't just change the 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 uh, model number by one or something. Right. Um, you actually have to show some sort of differentiation.
0: No, that's a great point there. Um, and then as far as the badging in general, um, of course on Amazon, the deal took place for a longer period of time. Yep. So a lot of the hesitancy was, I don't want to run a deal for a full eight days. Yep. That's going to potentially cannibalize my D 2 C sales. Sure. So what we found was that this year specifically, even if you set up a black Friday or cyber Monday discount and you check that little box that it was pertaining to those days, you could also have started that, um, That discount on Black Friday or Cyber Monday itself, check that box and gotten that badge. So, a little bit of a hack for next year if Amazon does a full eight day strategy is that you don't necessarily have to offer it for that full eight days. We'll have some case studies on why that's probably best in terms of a market share standpoint. But if, say, you just want to start it on Thursday and you could set up a Black Friday deal, it will say it starts the 20th, but as long as you check that box, it will start right when you set it up um, and make it go live there. So, Michael, I did want to ask you from from a badging standpoint as it pertains to either Walmart 1P or 3P, yep. how important was that and what did the filtering look like? Badging is
1: super important. Yeah. This year they ran a badge called Cyber Deal um, and it got you shelving placement and whatnot. Um, so it was super important. If it, if it didn't appear on there, people just saw it as a rollback and didn't see it as a deal. Um, they didn't have it last year, so it's a lot harder to find what those cyber deals were. Um, so it absolutely is important. If, if it's not there, I, I couldn't tell you what percent difference it'll be, um, but it definitely won't appear on the shelves. You can't search it as easily. Um, so it, it absolutely is super important um, because you won't make the deal shelves, um, which is how people are searching for the deals.
0: Exactly. Nope. Same thing on Amazon. You could literally filter to Black Friday or Cyber Monday deals. As a consumer, that's exactly what I was doing. If it didn't have the badge, I probably wouldn't have seen it. So like Michael's saying, super important that you meet all of the qualifications in order to receive that deal badge. Um, A few other things here as far as what the reporting looks like on the Amazon side. So from a reporting standpoint, this is different from Prime Big Deal Days in October because Amazon is reporting on net revenue instead of gross revenue. So what you saw for Prime Big Deal Days, if you pulled your payment reports, was that under the promotional rebates line, all of your marketing spend was on that line and your total revenue was actually your sales at MSRP instead of after the discount. So that, of course inflates sales a bit on Amazon but for this event they did actually deduct um, that discount from the top line sales so this time around your tacos may have looked a bit worse than the prior event for our brands it didn't um, because we were of course improving efficiency but based on that logic of course it would because now you're comping to a lower top line number instead of a higher one so that's just something to keep in mind from a reporting standpoint And then another thing that I wanted to ask you about, Michael, is on Amazon, long-term storage fees are um, crushing to some brands at this time. And it's a great strategy during Black Friday, Cyber Monday for any aged inventory so that you can no longer incur those long-term storage fees to offer a steeper discount maybe on those items because the margin loss that you'll see from selling at the lower price point might actually offset the margin loss that you'd incur from the long-term storage fee. So on the WFS side of the business, how, how do some of those fees work? Um, Is there like a limit towards how much inventory you can store there.
1: So there were, there are two things on that. So one, yes, you should absolutely think about a strategy around uh, limiting your loss. If you, if you want to run discounts, but also this year, Walmart actually ran a discount. If you shipped early, they reduced the storage fees. Um, So we actually had strategies with a lot of our brands that wanted to, wanted to get as much as they could in there. Uh, because they reduced the storage fees. Um, I think they—I forget what the reduction was, but it was quite a bit of reduction. So we could actually load up a ton of product in there um, during this time. And I'm sure they're going to do it again next year. But the goal was to get it in there early so they weren't overwhelmed. The, the, the system wasn't overwhelmed during the holidays. Um, they could actually get it in place before. I think it was uh, if you got it in there before October um then then they had it on site and they didn't have to worry about unloading trucks um actually during the holidays so you actually beat the rush and that was one strategy that worked really well for us um so you you don't incur all the storage fees and then you actually have product there and then you don't you don't have to pay those long-term storage fees even if you have products throughout the rest of you know the beginning of q1 or whatnot um and like you said there is the opportunity if you if you don't get product in until later you could you could increase um, your sales and and run those numbers a little bit higher. But ideally, you take advantage of the, the deals that Walmart has on the storage fees.
0: Absolutely, no, that is a great point. Okay, lastly, finishing up here with just your tip um, for sellers managing Black Friday, Cyber Monday campaigns during campaigns and after campaigns. I'll start with the Amazon side of the business. During campaigns, I would say the biggest thing is if you're running a top deal, understand where your top deal is being ranked within your specific category what competitors are on page one, maybe what discounts they're offering. That way you can easily evaluate after the fact what the market share implications might be and what some of your competitors were doing and where you were placed on page one of some of these key search terms compared to them. And also from the advertising standpoint, work very, very closely with your advertising lead to update your pacing for your brands throughout the day, because you want to understand where you're pacing to budget. You want to have time um, or you want to have spend during those peak periods reserved instead of using all of your budget up front and then I would say after the fact definitely brand analytics is the biggest place for you to go to understand your changes in your click share your changes in your conversion share um, how you gain market share Um, and overall you just want to see how many new customers you acquired so that you can track those cohort of customers down the line. Now, I know that's a lot of information there, um, but Michael would love to get your advice. Obviously, Walmart's a lot, hectic, yep. uh, very hectic too. Yep. During the event, after the event, best advice for sellers.
1: No, very, very similar. Um, you do have to be prepared on the advertising side to, to up your spend, especially if you're running discounts, um, because you don't want to cap out early. Um, you're going to see an increase in spend. You're going to see your competitors increase the spend as well, especially if you're doing well, they're going to they're gonna try to conquest you. Um, so you absolutely want to make sure that you're increasing your spend. We see this across the board. Um, so you're going to want to optimize throughout the entire event. Um, so you definitely want to do that throughout. And then make sure as you come back down that you're optimizing throughout the entire year. Um, so that would be that would be one thing, as I mentioned earlier. You want to you want to also see what's going on around you. So whether it's at Amazon, whether it's at the D2C sites, what other retailers are doing. Keep an eye on what's going out there because there's other factors. It's not just what's going on site, what's going on at Walmart or if you're at Amazon, what's going on at Amazon, so know what's going on in your surroundings um, and just, uh, uh, you know, make sure you have the best deal that's going on. Um, that's that would be my best advice. Um, ideally, you have exclusive product that's available for Walmart. You sell out of it and you have a great holiday season.
0: There you go. I'm going to leave it at that because Michael put it perfectly there. Michael, always a pleasure to hope you have a great holiday break, everyone. And thank you for tuning in.
1: Thanks, Delaney.
0: Thanks, everyone. Bye.